Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. Big, 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 big game tonight at T-Mobile Arena tonight, peoples. Huge, humongous implications. Now, it's not all riding on two points tonight, but these games are getting fewer and, you know, closer between. And we're playing a lot of hockey teams that are playing better than us. And so to kind of get our headspace combobulated for what tonight means, what it means over the next few weeks going forward, because right now, as I'm looking at the standings, your Vegas Golden Knights have 72 points. They're on the outside looking in right now. Just one point behind the Dallas Stars for that last wild card spot. But as I've hypothesized all year, I think the Central Division is incredibly strong. They're going to take up both wild card spots. And so only the top three from the Pacific will advance this year. And so far, I'm looking pretty darn good for it. And a lot of it has to do with the unexpected success from teams like the Nashville Predators, who are visiting us at T-Mobile Arena tonight. So it's pretty much a four-point swing with Nashville and anybody else that's ahead of them in the, in the standings. Uh, just to kind of go over what happened last night, Vancouver beat the Avalanche. Uh, Vancouver now has 70 points, just like the Winnipeg Jets do. As I mentioned before, Vegas has 72, Adrian. And so they are knock, knock, knocking on the door. And actually, the Golden Knights play them at least three times between now and the end of the season. The Blues beat the Caps on Tuesday. And the Blues haven't been playing super well as of late. They're still second in that central division, but they are losing ground fast. And they're only one point ahead of Nashville, which means they could easily fall down into those wild card spots. We haven't seen St. Louis really in that danger zone at all this year. And then I watched this game. Uh, The Stars beat the Oilers the other night. Comeback victory down the stretch. Uh, The Stars are surging. They have a young netminder who is playing incredibly well in Jake Ottinger. And they are currently in the second wild card spot at 73 points. So there's teams ahead of us that are moving in a much more positive direction than your Golden Knights, who have been shut out for two straight games and haven't had a road win since, I think, the 3rd of March. Jeez. Tonight, our slate of games, in addition to the Golden Knights Predators, we got the Stars at the Canes, which uh, a lot of people are saying uh, is basically Team Finland versus itself. 
Uh, the Canes just smoked Tampa Bay the other night, something we mentioned earlier on in this program, and they're the hardest-working team in hockey and play the right way. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the Canes are probably going to beat the Stars. So uh, that would be very helpful for us today. But, again, like I said, the Stars are playing well. Jamie Benn's a great captain. And when you have a goalie that's fighting a lot more pucks out of the area, that is the bad spot. It's easy to kind of believe in yourselves. The Flyers are playing the Blues tonight. The Flyers got worse last week because they traded Claude Giroux, so uh, you didn't think it was really possible. But the Blues need to win or build on that win that they got on Tuesday. As I mentioned, they're not playing super well. I think they're like 3-5-2 and two in their last 10 or something to that effect. Uh, the Canucks are at the Wild. That's a huge matchup. I think we've probably let the Wild put enough con- uh, cushion between us and them. But as I mentioned, the Canucks are right there. I'd want Minnesota to win tonight if I had to choose but Vancouver will need a big effort because they're on a back-to-back after that Colorado win last night. And apparently they played an incredibly ne- damn near perfect game. But to conjure all that up for one of the best teams in hockey and then go against another really great team the next night, that can be really tough, especially with Minnesota and all the talent that they have added, including Marc-Andre Fleury, which I still can't believe as I'm watching NHL Network is in a Minnesota Wild jersey. <laughs> it's very, very bizarre. Uh, Sharks are at the Oilers tonight. Go Sharks because we want the Oilers to keep losing, but their power play is humming again. And the Blackhawks are at the Kings. Not a lot of defense will be played, I think, so I would expect a lot of goals to be scored. But just to kind of run through what the rest of this regular season schedule is, Adrian. This is literally what it is. Because after tonight, the day-by-day schedule is as follows. Chicago at home on Saturday, three days off. At Seattle, day off. At Seattle again, day off. At Vancouver, two days off. Vancouver here, two days off. Arizona at home, two days off. At Vancouver, day off. At Calgary, day off. At Edmonton, day off. New Jersey at home, day off. Washington at home, three days off. Sharks at home, day off. At the Stars, at the Blackhawks, back-to-back, day off. At the Blues. That's it. That's the rest of the season, guys. And I'm looking, I'm like, all right, well, that's nine games remaining on the road. As I mentioned, we haven't won on the road since March 3rd. Seems like a problem. Six left at home, but a lot of these are against opponents that are playoff-seeking or already there. I mean, Arizona's not doing anything fast. Neither is New Jersey. The Sharks are, are, are done for, but everyone and the Blackhawks. But everyone else, absolutely in the consideration. Uh, over the last, what did I, VGK scored 11 goals in the span between, or no, in all their road uh, games this, this month. 11 goals which is nuts. And so it all kind of starts tonight, or it starts the next game. But either way, they're going to run out of time and space, and there's a lot more teams playing better hockey around them, and it seems like everybody is out for blood, at least specifically the Golden Knights' blood right now. Yeah, this is do or die right now. Yeah. The Donoff will be in the lineup tonight. We have a couple other call-ups as well. Uh, Mentioned earlier, probably no Laurent Brassois. We'll see Thompson in there, but... Work pails, I guess. Best of luck against UC Soros. We'll have the full pre-scout of that team and uh, some notes I've taken about that team as well in the other side of the break. Whole other hour of the Playmakers is coming. Bringing the sneaky beavers back to the yard. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez. The Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Listen to this, sneaky beavs. They thought I was done. I told them I'm just getting started. Hashtag, let's ride. Four minutes ago, let's ride. from the 
Twitter account from Mr. Russell Wilson. Let's ride! No one told him about the fire? No. Nobody told him. <laughs> He's like, it's just for my throws. It's what we do. You want to know it's why? It's a sign of something. And let's ride. Let's ride, baby. Uh... Golden Knights really need to do their best to not be taken for a ride tonight. I mean, the Predators are, are a good hockey team. They're fresh off of a, a 6-1 to drubbing at the hands of the Los Angeles Kings. I watched it. It was over after the first period, and so sometimes those games almost feel like they're they're not real because the result is just so skewed because it's over so early. But this is a team that has really remade its identity relatively quickly and a lot of it has to do with their reliance on physicality and a name that you need to know going for it be that tonight and just he might be in that uh calder trophy conversation for for top rookie but i think he's going to be one of those pros that does a lot of things well other than score goals and that's tanner Janot. and tanner Janot is just one of the several rookies that the predators have that have not just made contributions they have been the most prolific rookie class in the league that have scored 34 goals, which is top in the NHL, compiled 92 points and account for 16% of the team points. Uh, Another family affair tonight is Alexander Carrier. I think that's Will Carrier's brother. Uh, He plays defenseman, though, but he's third in rookie assists with 21, which is already a team record in one season. And they even have a a couple guys in the lower part of the lineup. I mean, Janelle's on that third line, but Tomasino's on the fourth. Ten points in his last 13 games, including uh, three goals on the power play in his overall total. And this this is a team that's used to being kind of under duress, Adrian, because they're 22, 10, and 3 when outshot by their opponent. Just think of what that means, right? Just think of like what type of game you have to play to be able to turn what seems to be momentum going the other way for towards your opposition and actually figure out a way to make it your own and do it consistently. Like they play in their D zone. It's a physical team that earns offense on the four check pretty much everywhere except for their top line talents. Uh, and as I was watching briefly, like one you know clip on YouTube from a few days ago, this is a team that doesn't overcomplicate. They have plenty of space to work because they physically earn their apprehension of the opponents because of that physicality, and that opens up shooting lanes for their top talent that don't stick handle chances away. And with that, you have fewer disrupted bouncing pucks and fewer turnovers, and it really stops and starts offensively with their defensemen, Roman Yossi has been unbelievable this year. He's absolutely in the Norris Trophy conversation. He leads the NHL defenseman uh, in points this season. Uh, 78, 18 goals, 60 assists, is on an 11-game point streak. He is the definition of doesn't overcomplicate things, uh, Adrian. He doesn't overstick handle. He collects it and he sends it, or more importantly, he just shoots it right away. He has a great vision for lanes in the ice and, and just gaps as he's coming into the offensive zone and a wrister that does not sail. It's almost like he has that lower follow through. He has that diligence to understand that if I'm going to rip it up high, that my follow through needs to stay low because otherwise the puck will continue on that trajectory. But when it comes to that top line, we're talking about the Philip Forsbergs who's been playing really well, even though he was rumored to be like a trade option, which I don't understand because he's one of the best puck protectors in the league. He has, uh, before their game against LA the other night, Adrian, he was on a seven-game point streak, 17 points in that span, including eight goals. And he set two franchise records this week. Yeah. Most goals in a single season with 35. Great number. 
Uh, and then <laughs> most goals, uh, again, on Saturday in franchise history with his 211th on Saturday versus Toronto. He doesn't lose speed and physical contact, which is a, a great skill set to have. And he always has his head up when shooting. Again, very weird to me that he was a, a trade piece, apparently. But he is on this roster, along with Tanner Janot, along with Mikhail Granlund. Uh, who's a great distributor with unbelievable vision, can hold his own physically, but he's not going to push anybody over. He's not going to be pushed over, but he's not going to impose his will. And he essentially invented the Michigan goal before it was the Michigan because he did it as a member of the Finnish national team. And that's it started on YouTube, just so you know, for your historical record, Adrian. Thank I you. Know Thank you. I'm it's writing this expensive. down. It's expansive, as is um, the point total for Matt Duchesne. He had his 10-point streak snapped against LA 20 points in that span but he's really good around the post around the net mouth and he can get shots off from compromised physical positions and tight spaces so they the defensemen in front of the net for the Golden Knights are going to have to not just be around him you have to be in position to disarm him because if his arms are free bumper bolts isn't going to work he's going to collect and he's going to find a way to get a shot on goal and I don't know if you've noticed but our guy Logan Thompson he's an excellent athletic goaltender but he abandons his post very quickly it's a little bit bothersome for, to me but he's still young we're still developing and he's still very early on in his NHL career but that could be a vulnerable spot that will be targeted by the National Predators and specifically Matt Duchesne tonight uh, their power play is pretty damn good 25% or just a hair under that and on the road it's actually better 26% third best in the league penalty kill 12th overall but better on the road 10th overall in the NHL only one shorthanded goal this year I think the Golden Knights have like 6 or 7 but what does it say if they have a better power play or penalty kill than we do, even though we have more shorthanded goals. Much less opportunistic mindsets, right? Much more conservative. Earn momentum the old way, which is blocking shots and getting clears rather than looking to get pucks turned over and go on the offensive. Just some notes that I wrote down on my note cards from their last matchup, which was on the 4th of January. Um, I wrote, Nashville checking VGK players at least a foot further away from the boards than usual. It's like they're willing to give you a full lane so they can use the full force of the car wash. Uh, it's like a poke check versus a sweep check gap comparison. I was just very surprised that they were giving them that much respect along the boards. But then it was like a bigger hit. It was, it was like... You know, uh, in Jackass 2 where they hide the uh, punching glove behind like the sign and they get like yes. and read and just boom. Yeah, That's yeah. what kind of they were doing. Just and it was incredibly effective against the Golden Knights. But a large part of the success for the Predators for the New York Rangers has to do with the ascension of young goaltenders immediately after Legends. Like you go from Henrik Lundqvist to Igor Shosturkin and then you go from Pekka to UC Soros, who is an unreal Netminder. He doesn't get as much love because there's a lot of great play going on in other teams around him, but he's 31, 19, and 3, 2, 4, 8 goals against and a 9, 2, 2 save percentage. I took a ton of notes on him the last time there. I think that's what I spent the majority of the game doing. Sorry if it gets a little bit goalie heavy, but if you need... This is your thing? This I got is your you. Thing. But if you need to stop me to like uh, clarify, because there's, there's some uh, jargon here for sure, you just let me know. Uh, again, this is from their matchup on the fourth. Wide and shallow stance, patter feet, claw knees down like a skipping rock and you drop after a light rotation you with me so far oh, visualizing yeah. this he's 5'11 180 pounds and so that's very undersized in this league there's a lot of six foot four six foot five six foot seven goaltenders but that means he relies heavily on edge and momentum in tight uh, has to be a good mover and play more conservative in his gaps, meaning he just can't t make as many risky decisions. He can't go out as far because he doesn't have the benefit of a big body. He has to play his angles a lot more true. 
Uh, he slants in his blocker an extended ramp of a stick. He gaps to the rush in the neutral zone. That matters for timing because it's sometimes if you go out too early, then you end up getting back too far in your in your net too quickly. But he throws his hips and he uses his edges like a defenseman in transition to use the momentum and to set and keep his gap. So instead of that stop and start uh, that we see for most North American goaltenders, he is a Euro step and glider. And that really serves his undersize and his ability to stay in plays despite being so small. Uh, in terms of just how he kind of sits in his stance, he tucks his elbows in and lets weight rest on his forearms and his wrists, which allows for quieter holes around uh, his hips. Those hip sneakers that go right through, those are the worst. Time but out. He, okay. Time out. That's where you, that's where you pause. First, first off, I, I think I get it so far. He's a short king. Yep. That must a be smart. A short king. Yep. Must be smart. Yep. Um, hip sneakers, though. Those are the pucks that are aimed kind of almost two feet off the ice. So when you're going down in your butterfly, it sneaks like right under your elbow oh. and in your hip. And they're very awkward because it just depends on like how you hold your hands and, and how long Got your limbs you. are. But regardless, he does a really good job of tucking his elbows in and not allowing those holes to open up. And that's important because he's a small guy. And if his arms are too far away from his core, away from his body, he's not going to be able to move efficiently either. And so he really has to be this kind of like micro package. Um, he's really good at blocking pucks down and almost like an emphasis of that and which means there's minimal mess because he expects it and he retains his weight in position because he has to be extra efficient um, that allows him to make a play on that rebound so he's never like out or or rocking back and forth like I said he he needs to be able to snap back into place quickly because he doesn't have the benefit of size he juts his hands into his lead pushes and his post to post and he and he and he works that momentum up uh, battle bot mode, but very selective. PK is a little bit more conservative in, in the way that he plays. He doesn't interject into angles or towards pucks as much because, again, he cannot be caught out to dry. And he has this very interesting heavy lean that he does to peek around traffic. When you watch him play tonight, if he's in the net, if there's traffic in front, you watch him how he, how he basically looks around the trees. He looks around the bodies. He has to really take himself out and around and that's an advantage that the gold knights can have that's where it's like oh if he's looking around to the left side that means you probably should shoot right but you have to wait wait until there's a screener because he's going to see that you are going to make that pass or that shot and he already anticipates that and so he's just a he's a net miner that's had to deal with a lot of lack and when you have that you end up with really really interesting athletic fluid net minders and ones that can keep a calm in a very very distinct storm and so that's why even though they're getting outshot every game and they're finding ways to win it's a lot to deal with him and his rebound management and just the style that he plays i like it i've written most of this down and i'm getting to i the mean you point. wrote this down for me to read practically uh, right don't don't give out our secrets <laughs> um I, the weird thing that i'm getting right now as you preview these games is i'm happier now when you tell me the teams that we're playing are better teams because the worst teams we're losing to, and the good teams we're beating. So hopefully... At home we are. That's true. So That's hopefully true. some of this mojo, and like you said, the Kings scored six on them uh, their last game two days ago. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully. I mean, the roster for the Knights last year would have matched up a lot better because they are much more physical, much meaner, but... You know, they, the Golden Knights can't be put into the submission, submissive position, be that by scoring or be that just by gameplay, because they have found ways to do both. And so it's it's a big test tonight, and they got to start scoring some goals, just straight up.
Are you still worried about? So I think um, Coach Pete talked about um, uh, Martinez and how his injuries. Still... I don't expect him back this season. Yeah, day to day. Are you worried? Like I don't know. It just I'm, seems I'm like a scary. I'm past worry. I'm past worry. I I I'm in the I'm in the dejection phase. Really, it's because as I'm looking at this IR, which was provided by like Golden Edge, they kind of put it in a nice little graphic. Mark Stone IR, Alec Martinez IR, Robin Leonard IR, Brady McNabb IR, Riley Smith IR, Max Pacioretty, who was apparently on the ice this morning. At practice, maybe he's playing. I don't know. Technically, in this graphic, he's on IR. Nick Hag is injured. Laurent Bossois is out. White Cloud and Amadio both have COVID. Jeez. Like that's a ton of money, a ton of experience, and I'm I I don't I don't expect good things for this team. I I said it three weeks ago. I don't think they're making the playoffs, and they haven't shown me otherwise since. And so today is another opportunity. For them to change my mind, to change it your mind, tonight. to change their luck. It's technically still in their destiny. But as I previewed earlier in the show, almost every other team that is competing against them for these playoff spots are moving in a positive direction. Yeah. And the Golden Knights are not only moving in a negative direction, they're regressing. And so they need to be the highest energy in the room. They need to find that in their game and in their individual selves because Nashville's going to show up. Nashville's going to hit you. Tanner Janot is going to get his tonight. And so you better be ready to, to steal some souls, and you better be ready to put away some rebounds and, and win some, uh, some 50-50 battles in front of the net. Uh, We're going to talk about everybody's favorite subject to close out our show, uh, Major League Baseball, how much these teams are worth and how much they're spending. Let's see how great the wealth disparity truly is. 1140 The Bet. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 